Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to one of Littler Mendelssohn's Celebration of Pro Bono podcast. We are excited to be part of the American Bar Association's annual Pro Bono Week and focus on this year's theme, Law and Everyday Life. My name is Jenny Schwindemann, and I'm Littler's Associate General Counsel and Senior Director of Risk Management. I'm pleased to be your host in my capacity today as a member of the Littler Pro Bono Committee. And today we will be talking with Nicole Lefebvre, Benet Patel, and Garrick Chan. These three Littler associates who are from our Austin, New York, and San Francisco offices recently worked on a large pro bono project that was sponsored by the law firm Anti-Racism Alliance, the Introduction to Police Brutality Data Summary Project. Welcome everyone, and thanks for joining us today. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hello. Good to see you all. Nicole, I remember when you reached out to the pro bono committee about participating in this particular project with the Truth, Hope, and Justice Initiative. Can you tell us more about THJ and what the project is all about and why you thought it was so important that Littler became involved? Yeah, absolutely. The Truth, Hope, and Justice Initiative was created by civil rights attorney Andrew M. Stroth. It's a nonprofit initiative designed to share the stories of mothers who have lost loved ones to police violence. And part of its mission is to leverage these stories together with objective data to advance the cause of police reform. I thought it was important for Littler to get involved because it was a chance for Littler to be a small part of a larger puzzle that was advancing this social justice cause, but using objective data to do so. And that's so great for lawyers to have that opportunity, Nicole, because objective data, you know, as lawyers, we're so in tune with doing research and looking at the facts of a specific case. So this type of project probably fits in very well with many lawyers' types of practice. The other thing I'll say too, Jenny, is that it was a discrete project that we could assign out over several attorneys, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in more detail, but I think one of the biggest barriers to attorneys setting aside time to do pro bono work is that they think it's going to be too time intensive. And so this was a really great way to find a discrete project where people could devote one hour to two hours, whatever they had to put towards working on this project. Absolutely. And you're so right. I think a lot of lawyers are afraid to jump in given their busy schedule. So I appreciate the fact that you pointed that out, that there are pro bono opportunities for small amounts of time. With this particular topic, there's so much emotion and it is a social issue that's been in the media and in the public eye for the last few years. I mean, it truly is a legal topic that is in everyone's everyday life. Unfortunately, that means there must be a significant amount of information that you all had to look at. Garrett, can you tell us more about what the parameters for the project were, what specific information you were looking for? Sure. So my understanding was there were about a thousand cases total, which is just mind-boggling considering that's a thousand people, a thousand lives that have been affected uh, by police brutality. And again, the goal was to develop a comprehensive database um, of historical and current settlement and verdicts in police brutality cases uh, at the start in the city of Chicago. And uh, my understanding is this may be folded over uh, to other cities nationwide. So, you know, law firms, including Littler, we took on batches of cases. And from there, associates were assigned a handful of cases to review. Uh, some of the data points that we looked at included settlement amount, race and ethnicity, age of the victim, whether the victim was armed or unarmed, who the officers were in the city of Chicago, and the actual legal claims. Derek, um, a thousand cases 
is a lot of cases. Was there a certain time frame that these cases were to have occurred? I mean, historically, was there a, a range of years that you were looking at the data for? Yeah, definitely. A thousand cases is a lot. Um, the historical database that we looked at went from 2014 to 2017. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Vinay, this project sounds like it was just a tremendous amount of work. What was your motivation for wanting to volunteer and work on this project? Yeah, I think there were a couple of things that really interested me about this project. You know, first, I initially heard about it through an Ohana email list. And so I'd been wanting to get more involved with them and, you know, use some of the more of the of the resources and opportunities that they provided. But I also, I just generally think that there needs to be a greater public consciousness about the cost, both human and financial, of the police system so that people are more confident when they try to push for measures to reduce and eventually eliminate that brutality and eliminate those costs. And then second, I also I had a personal connection to this project. My family, I grew up in and around Chicago, and this project focused on police violence both in and around Chicago. And so when they're talking about the money that goes into settlements from taxpayers, a lot of those are people I know, people that are in my family that are going towards resolving these police brutality cases. And additionally, I think generally I wanted to learn how to integrate more of pro bono work into my practice, especially since I'm still early in my legal career, and this seemed like the perfect opportunity to do that. You're absolutely right there, and, and you mentioned the personal connection, and I think that's so important to call out, too, to lawyers who might be thinking about volunteering, a personal connection to an organization, uh, a passion that you may have for an issue, uh, someone that you know that, that needs legal help. Those personal connections are opportunities for you to bring pro bono projects to the pro bono committee's attention. And that's how people really become involved because they have that personal connection and then they become hooked on pro bono. So I encourage everyone who has a, a cause or a passion that they're interested in to think about whether or not there's an opportunity to do volunteer work. I also wanted to go back, Vinay, and ask, you mentioned the Ohana group, and of course, we at Littler, we know what the Ohana Affinity Group is, but maybe you could just kind of explain that to some of our listeners who may not be part of the Littler family. Yeah, so Ohana is the affinity group at Littler Mendelssohn for people of Asian and Pacific Islander backgrounds, and through them, you, there's opportunities to meet, have conferences, and get other opportunities like this. And Littler has several other affinity groups as well, and it's a great opportunity, like you said, to, to get together and talk about certain issues and, and certainly to find ways to collaborate on pro bono matters that are important to those specific groups. I mentioned at the onset of the podcast that the project was part of the work being done by the law firm Anti-Racism Alliance, and Littler is a proud signatory member of the law firm Anti-Racism Alliance. The Alliance is comprised of more than 300 firms working collaboratively on various projects to identify and combat systemic racism. The firms work as one firm to identify the impact that racism has on healthcare, employment, education, housing, the elderly, children, and so many more issues. Whitler has been involved in several LFAA projects during the last two years. Nicole, what other firms were involved in this project through LFAA, and how did the firms work together to complete the database? Ropes and Gray took the lead on creating the database and assigning out the work to other law firms, but there were many law firms across the country that were contributing, in addition to Littler, including firms like Hunt and Andrews Kurth, Wow Gottschall, and Sidley Austin, to name a few. Each law firm took on a set number of cases and then sort of assigned that work out as they saw fit. Littler took on 25 cases, and we divided that work across nine attorneys, mostly associate attorneys. I think we even had a summer associate who helped out as well. That's great. It's a true example of collaboration 
not only for LFAA, but also within Littler, where this project provided an opportunity, as you mentioned, for attorneys all across the firm in different cities like the three of you to become involved in one specific pro bono project. We're nearing the end of our time, but I do want to ask each of you to briefly comment on your general experience in working on pro bono cases and what you would say to your colleagues about getting involved in pro bono work. And Garrick, why don't we start with you? Sure. So I think pro bono cases are a great opportunity to just dive into something new or something you might have an interest in, but you might not get through uh, your day-to-day practice. And for me, you know, this is something I wanted to engage in as a, a project that was meaningful to me in the times we live in. You can't help but turn on the news and hear stories about, you know, police brutality and the stories have been magnified uh, on a national level, uh, I think, the past few years. The other thing is on a national project like this, you'll meet colleagues from other offices and it's just a great experience. You'll start seeing names on emails and, you know, given that we're still working in a hybrid work environment, it's just nice to have other connections and other offices and to harp back on what Vinay mentioned, you know, I saw Vinay's name on the emails and next thing you know, you know, we were at a conference together this past weekend and I met him in person. So it's a great opportunity to connect um, again with other offices and associates as well. Great. How about you, Vinay? Yeah, I agree entirely. I think it's one, a very meaningful project. I think it's a great way to get involved and have a change of pace from your uh, regular practice and also to work with people you may not normally work with. I think also just in terms of advice, I think finding the issues you're most passionate about and we really want to get involved in, for me, those are usually civil rights issues like police brutality. Find something that you have a personal connection with and take the opportunities as you can get them. And finally, Nicole, I know you have a great deal of pro bono experience. We've worked together on some other projects and the committee appreciates you serving in the role of the Austin's local office pro bono liaison. Do you see the benefit of making pro bono part of your everyday law practice? Absolutely. I honestly feel like it's part of my ethical duty as an attorney to provide legal services that benefit the community at large. It's really my honor to serve as the pro bono liaison for the Austin office. And so in terms of advice that I would give to my colleagues about wanting to get more involved, I would recommend working closely with your pro bono liaison because it's their job to try to help you find these opportunities to dip your toe into the pro bono waters. And that's what they volunteered to do. That's so well said and and a great reminder for all of our liaisons and our attorneys in the Littler offices. I want to thank each of you for joining us today and, and particularly all of you who are listening. Now more than ever, there is a tremendous need for lawyers to step up and answer the call to action to volunteer their time to do pro bono work. There are so many opportunities to share your skills, your education, and the privilege that only we as lawyers have to represent individuals and groups that need a voice to speak up for them. We can open the doors and provide access to justice for those who need it the most. Thank you again for joining and stay tuned for more podcasts this week that highlight Littler's commitment to pro bono. Mm -hmm.